1: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. What up, Doug Gottlieb? Show Fox Sports Radio coming to you from uh, beautiful, sunny Southern California. It is. Buyer, you're off tomorrow, right? Isn't tomorrow usually the day that dude works all the time? I, huh? I'm in for. I think I'm in for you tomorrow, Doug. Wait, I'm off tomorrow. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. Sweet, <laughs> I thought. Oh, so. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I'm doing. Um, I'm doing cow herd the next two days. Yeah. My bad. I was like, Am I? Did somebody? Did Did I get fired? <laughs> I, I literally had brain flatulence right there. Had to say. But usually you have a well. This. Why did you take today off? This is a you day. This could have been your last like day to go play golf, go play hooky, dude. You I, work all the time. Yeah,
2: I know. You know what it is? It's you get the know, baby coming. Like, yeah.
1: go play golf. <laughs>
2: I, I actually will be off, and I kid you not, um, a week from Friday because of the Masters. I actually, I just want to be home. I just want to. So, so Friday the ninth, I will not be in with you that day. Can we put that? On so my yeah,
1: sad hold on. sad face, sad <laughs> face, <laughs>
2: or exclamation point
1: for some. No. It's just a day in which I can use a lot more movie references. That's right. It's the only thing that changes about my day, but sad faces, definitely. But today is, and I don't know where everybody else is, you know, right? But in Southern California today, it is about as nice a day as you're ever going to get, right? Like there's no smog. It's not hot. I I don't know what it's like in the valley where you guys are, but it's warm, but not hot. I mean, it is perfection. It was really windy up where I am. Like it was, it was blowing today. It's kind of always yeah. windy where you are. I just, I yeah. don't, you know, you're true you guys, you, you and Ryan music, you guys are a little bit end of the earth there, but that, that's okay. It's okay. The end of the earth is good. I mean, it's not, it's flat. So as, as the great philosopher Kyrie Irving taught us, so just don't fall off the edge. Um, I bring, I mean bring it up because spring has sprung, right? And so here's where we are in the NFL where yesterday it was announced 17th game, 17th game. New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara was one of the most vocal critics on Sunday when it was announced that they are going to expand to 17 games. And the games actually came out yesterday. As dumb as hell, Kamara tweeted. Other players are like Darius Slay, Cameron Jordan. Last year, Richard Sherman said the NFL decided to add a 17th game. It would be hypocritical to the league that's always preaching player safety. All that is is accurate and fine. Okay. But this is a very simple concept. It is business, not personal. Is business, not personal. Do I think it's a good idea for the health and safety of players? Like, I do not. I do not. Um, But the way in which it was sold to the players was... It's going to be more money, which it will be. These, these new TV deals are not just new and bigger because everybody loves the NFL. There's going to be more inventory, right? More inventory of games equals more money. When you create an entire new weekend of the NFL, and remember they 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 added one new wildcard game as well. Like that is... There's a reason they're getting double what they were getting last time, and Goodell did it during a pandemic. It's amazing that, that I mean, his, his the power of the NFL is remarkable. But this NFL players are just like you and me. You get the update on your iPhone. Do you read it? You know the the, the box you have to check to, to approve of all the different Apple rules. Do you read it? Do you know what the fine print says when you get your Apple update? Of course you don't, right? Even like the, the, you walk in now and you have to, to some sports events or whatever, or to get on a plane, you got to check these boxes for COVID you or anyone in your family had a fever in the last couple of days. Like even, we don't even read that. And that's like legit safety stuff. Like all you got to do is like, if you have a fever, like Nope, 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 Nope. Check, 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 check. Somebody could put there like a trick question. Like, you know, are you 50 pounds overweight? Are you 50 pounds underweight? You're like, no. People, people wouldn't even, they don't even look. And that's what NFL players are guilty of doing. If they really cared, they're sitting there going, like, well, if the NFL really cared about us, they wouldn't add a 17 game. Like, yo, yeah, well, you signed off on this. <laughs> like, you, you, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. I did when? When we voted on the new CBA. Well, I voted no. Like, that's not the way it works, bro. We got a players association. We got a union. And the union approved it. They did? They did. You know how the union approves it? They take a vote from their players. (laughs) It's like, nobody reads the fine print. I can't believe. I I don't know what happened. Like, all of a sudden, there's like 21% interest on my credit card. After six months, like, yeah, dude, read the fine print. Really? Yeah. Did you know this? Like, yeah, because I read the fine print. Oh well, I, when I got the credit card, it said zero point nine percent financing. You know, well, the first month there is no there is no financing charge, right? You just pay it straight away, and then the, and then the first six months, if you look, there is like a a little star or asterisk right by the point nine percent, you know, APR in your credit card. It says for first six months you get to month seven, and guess what? They hit you with twenty one percent or eighteen and a half percent or something. You're like, really? Yeah. That's why you don't carry credit card debt. You dope. I mean, if everybody paid off their credit card right away, do you know what credit card companies wouldn't be able to do? Make money. So I just, you know, I think it's hysterical that NFL players are even questioning this thing. The only thing they should be saying is, all right, I got I to gotta stay healthy and get that next contract for when this salary cap takes off because we're playing one more game. And guess what they're also going to do? They're probably going to add an 18th game too. It actually, everything they're doing, the NFL's doing, actually makes a ton of sense to me. It's really good business. You roll out the 17th game, you're like, ooh. And of course, they'll, they'll add some roster spots, which means more jobs. More jobs for more football players. Good thing right and then they have to protect those quarterbacks even more so than ever before because you can't have week 18 you know some guys sitting out and then everybody else is being decimated by injuries that's another reason you have to you have to keep those quarterbacks upright those guys are the sale for why you go to the stadium so if alvin kamara didn't know like that's on him that's on him hey do you like all that money you make yes All right, are you willing to give back several million dollars to not play that last game? No. Why would I have to do that? Because that's the way the business works. Like, the value to sports is not just in the... The NFL brings ratings, no question. But, like, the reason that these college athletics, they're so valuable, it's not any one game. It's the volume of it. It's a volume play. That's the value in the NBA. The NBA doesn't rate particularly well until... You know, even the playoffs don't rate that nearly as well as they used to. But there's just such a volume of it that you can own an entire night. You can't get that volume without adding more games. Simple. It's like playing these games overseas. Why do they work? Because it's a different time zone. So it's a different TV window. Again, you can charge more for that. Like, hey, listen, we gave you all these games. We'll give you another game. It'll start at 10 a.m. on the East Coast. And you got to pay us X for it. And if you won't, we'll find somebody who will. And they all will. And NFL players, they, they could absolutely fight. They could have fought and said, we only want to play 16. We want another. We, we want health and safety. We want another bye week. Okay. You know, you want to spread it out, not create games. It's going to decrease the amount of money that we're going to make. And the revenue we'll make. If you like sharing all this revenue, if you like all the money you're making, if you want more jobs for more players, an expanded roster, all you got to do is play one more game and we'll take away a a preseason game. And more than 50% said, yes, it got approved. What are they questioning? But I don't blame the NFL players. They're just like you and me. Don't read the fine print. I think he's, um, you know, it's funny, like some people do the condescending, you know, if he chooses to go into sports media when he's done, like he's already does it. He has a really good podcast. He has his own platform. Like he's got, he's great. Um, But this is the problem with people, right? This is, it's not just a JJ Redick issue. This is honestly, this is like the biggest social media or gen whatever, you know, Gen Z issue I, I believe that they have. JJ Reddick is mad because the Pelicans dealt him to the Mavericks and not to the Northeast. His family, I believe, lives in Brooklyn. And so um, he was previously in Philadelphia, even. And they stayed in Brooklyn. Remember, he was, uh, he was, uh, uh, when when he was with the the 76ers, they lived there. They never moved. Then he's with the Pelicans for two years. And he said, you know, look, I'd like to be traded back into the Northeast. And I'm sure that David Griffin's like, I'll do the best I can. Sure, no problem. But that doesn't mean that you have to have a trade where, you know, it's like a one-sided trade. (laughs) That makes sense. Oh like, well, yeah, yeah I'm, this is not fair. It's not right. Like, okay, like they don't just because a team is going to move you doesn't mean they have to do it at their own detriment. Like, we'll do the. I'm sure it's, we'll do the best we can to make you happy. But at the end of the day, like we we got to run a got to run a team here. I'm not speaking that buyer. How do you how do you feel? Like maybe it's I've been an employee for too many people for too long. But the idea that JJ Redick, well, I'm really, really mad.
2: Yeah, I, I listen. It's and, and he even made in or made a comment in his podcast of saying, like, maybe I'm being naive, um, thinking that his 15 years in the league would, you know, carry some clout. But if you're the Pelicans on the verge of making the playoffs because you're fighting for one of the top 10 spots in the West and you're trying to look for an option, um, yeah, I, I just. If the teams aren't giving you what you want, then why would you do the deal? You know, like it just doesn't – I one year or 15 years in the league, it just doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me that, that you would be angry or think that business is
1: uh, unfair
2: because they didn't cater to your
1: wishes. He, here's his quote. So I talked to Griff. I talked to Trajan, Trajan being Trajan Langdon. Again, a, a dookie. Griff basically says to me, come down for a month. If you still want to be traded, I give you my word. Uh, we'll get you a situation you like. We've had subsequent uh, conversations. Again, my agents talked to him, but I'm talking to Griff directly. That's how I wanted to handle this. Griff and I have a personal relationship, and obviously he did not honor his word. Again, that's not a slight of Dallas. My understanding basically goes from February on. I was not traded at the aggregate deadline on February 2nd. My understanding all along that I was going to get a buyout. And if I was going to be traded, it was going to be to a team in the Northeast where I was closer to home and able to see my family for two or three months of the season. Obviously, that didn't happen. Geographically speaking, Dallas is further away from New York than New Orleans. He went on. I, I don't think you're going to get honesty from that front office. Just speaking, uh, just objectively speaking, by the way, that's not objective. <laughs> right. But that's not, not that's not an opinion. I just don't think you're going to get that. I don't think what happened with me is necessarily an isolated incident, but I do think across the league front offices, they act in their own best interest. I get that. I understand that. I think truthfully, it's hard for me to admit this, but I think I was a little naive in thinking that because I was in year 15 that I had at least attempted to do things, right things for my career, and I honored my end of the bargain. But in terms of front office, it's not something where I would expect. Certainly, uh, under, uh, certainly the agents that worked on this with me ever trust them ever again.
2: I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think it's more than a little naive.
1: Yeah, you're completely naive. Completely naive. You know? Terribly and completely and totally naive to the reality of the sport yeah. and and just the reality I, of business. Like look, if you say you want to be traded, you know, or you're gonna be bought out, like you give up the like New Orleans doesn't have to buy you out. If if that's the best they can do in the trade and it's not close. Well then, why would they trade you to somewhere instead of getting getting more for you?
2: I, I also Doug and we had talked about this either it was Tuesday or Monday when we had joked about how many teams he had played for. It's not like he's a fifteen year veteran of the Pelicans. Like, hey man, look at what you have done for this organization over the last decade and a half. You know, like I would even I would I would even give a, you know a, a him a a pass if that was the case. He's put fifteen years in the league. What what the last couple with the Pelicans? Yeah, you know, like it's it's different if it was like, hey, you know, this guy has been everything to the city of New Orleans and this team, and you know, we've had a lot of great times. We're we're gonna do a solid, you know, do you a solid on this one, but not when you've been with them for you know two seasons. Sorry. Correct.
1: No. Sorry, that's not the way it works. It's just the reality of like the reality of it. It it's almost it's it's not naive. It's I think he's misrepresenting anything in regards to a relationship between a player. They didn't lie to him. You know, if you, even by his own admissions, we'll do the best we can. Well, the best we can, maybe that was the best they could do. Maybe that was the best they could do. Um, DeMarcus Cousins reportedly working toward a contract uh, agreement with the Clippers. Uh, he parted ways with the Rockets. I'm not a huge DeMarcus guy. Can't play much anymore. He's had so many injury injuries, but does give them another backup big. Obviously, they uh, th- they everybody's trying to add kind of these buyout options, these really cheap options. Adrian Wojnarowski noted, noted that the, the sides are discussing a 10 day contract, but a final decision isn't expected until next week. My guess is that leaked out there by his agents trying to germ up interest from other people like the Lakers who he was last with. But the, look, the reason the Clippers can do all this is they feel like now we have a little bit more control in the locker room with, with, with Rondo. Like Rondo can control dudes. Like the Rondo, high, I heard Nick Wright crushed the Rondo trade. Uh, that That is not that are not the feelings of other people around the league. And I've never been a big Rondo guy. But in terms of what this team specifically needs, they get into Rondo.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Marvel Universe.
1: Wolverine Wolverine, Wolverine. Wolverine. Cyclops. How about that? Professor X. Storm. Mystique. Eight Fingers. Rogue. Colossus. <laughs> <Right>. Quicksilver, <laughs> Juggernaut, uh, Havoc, Pyro. Are, these, are these
2: actual characters? Are,
1: yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Iceman. But there's two Iceman, right? There's Iceman from um, Top Gun, and then there's Iceman. From, <laughs> and, there's right. and there's George Girvin. there's George Girvin. Three, er, three yeah. Iceman. Yes. Right? Um,
2: I love George Girvin in uh, Infinity Wars.
4: <laughs> the Ice
2: <man.
1: laughs> I have no idea. Age. I'm not, and
2: I'm not making fun of it, Doug. I'm making fun yes, of my lack of knowledge.
1: No, That's what making I'm making fun of. Fun of. You're making fun. No. I make fun of it too, but it's it's fun to. Uh, I make fun of it too. Did you? Uh, does? Did anybody actually ever like all this stuff with this comic book? Do you know? I actually don't know anybody who actually read comic books when I was a kid. I feel like that was way before our generation. <sighs> yeah, I I I did not. Ramos,
2: were
4: you a comic pencils. book guy? Yes, I read comics when I was youth, my youth time, yes.
1: When, when I was younger, when I was a kid? Yeah. You yeah. were a DC guy?
4: Yes. I do you Batman. have any of them? I do in my, in my garage, in the boxes.
1: Are they super valuable now?
4: Uh, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I know I have like stuff from like the mid-70s, like 75, 77, 78, somewhere in there. Uh, Batman, DC, Superman.
2: Do you guys remember Scholastic books that you would order that would yes. take like- Eight months to arrive. Like you'd put your order for your NFL book in September and you'd get it in like April. Oh man, those were the days. But when those books came in, I remember having an NFL 84 with Jan Stenerud on the cover of it. Jan. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Who do we
1: go with? Marino, Montana. How about Stenerud? Let's do Stenerud. it. Let's do it. Let's roll with Stenerud. No question. No question. Is that it? Is that what we got? You got anything more for me? No, it's all yours. I'm trying to look up the the, the time that he, the, the Pitts is amazing. So did you did you read all of his different? Uh, it, it wasn't just he ran a four a four 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 six six two forty six. Like he's an X Man character. That, that's what he is. I don't know which character, but but one of them. Dana Jeremiah joins us on the Doug Gottlieb show. Can Kyle Pitts block it all?
6: Uh, yeah, he got better. He wasn't great at it in '19, Doug, but uh, he was better in '20. Uh, but he's definitely going to be a—he's going to have a closer friend in the quarterback room than he will in the running back room. Uh, That's—that's—that's uh, that's, that's a fact. I would add to the comic book discussion. Yeah. The only uh, comic type thing that I was ever reading was the—you remember the bazooka bubblegum gum that would sure. have a little mini comic strip in it in between yes. innings when you were in the league. Yeah, like that that was about the extent of my comic knowledge. Uh, also,
1: Far Side was big, right? Did you ever have? Did anybody ever get oh, yeah. to one of those yeah. Far Side daily calendars? Those were good.
6: Yep, yep. That was uh, when you had to, like, if you were doing a school, like, when you were doing a school play when you were in like third grade, and they say you need to bring a book when we're rehearsing when it's not your time to do something. That was like, oh, you gotta have the Far Side book. That was the, that was a no brainer.
1: Uh, okay, so obviously, Cal Pitts is a freak of nature. But how do we and and our evaluation of the of the tight end position has changed right It's really changed it's one of the things being interested to see contracts next five years um, but how do you balance out a tight end versus other positions getting ready for this draft?
6: well to me he's just he's just a premier premier player at that position he's the highest it's the highest grade um I've given a tight end, so i you know I think it goes back to. Uh, you know when Kellen Winslow uh, was coming into the league, coming out of Miami, uh, I didn't well, I didn't have to evaluate him that year. But I just player he was a but that type of uh, Vernon Davis you know, tested like crazy. Pitts is a better football player, so um, I, I don't worry about oh you can't take a tight end here or there. I think some of the best offenses in the NFL you know fun, are funneled through the tight end. So. Uh, I would have no problem taking him. I think he's the second best player in the draft behind Trevor Lawrence.
1: Um, okay, let's let's get to behind Trevor Lawrence. Now that we've seen pro days, how good was Zach Wilson's?
6: His was the best of the quarterback pro days, in my opinion. Just you know, with all the things that he did, and it was kind of a show off session. And I know people freak out about it. You guys are overreacting the pro days. Whatever. It, look, that's what it is. It's like you're covering a dunk contest to some degree. And he was the most impressive guy just with all the different types of throws he can make. And it wasn't out of the ordinary from the throws he makes on tape. Uh, you see a lot of the same things. So uh, he was the most natural, effortless, you know, thrower, you know, of, of all the guys. And I would even include Trevor that, in that and just the pro day. You know, it doesn't change my, the fact that Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the draft, in my opinion. But if we're just, just judging pro days, I thought, yeah, Zach was the big winner.
1: Okay, what about what about Mac Jones? Uh, I mean, I saw some overthrows. He obviously yeah. is a different athlete than the rest of them. How did his pro day look?
6: He was fine. I thought he did two of them. I thought he was better at the second one than the first one. His his you know the tough thing with him is athletically he's not a uh, he might be a B minus you know athlete maybe a C plus athlete. But in this top five quarterback group, those other guys are all A's, if not A-pluses, when you start talking about know, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, Zach Wilson, those guys are all special athletes. So he doesn't stack up athletically with those guys, but when you look at a team like the Niners specifically, he's more athletic than the guy they've been playing with. So, you know, it's, it's all relative.
1: Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, and then... And then you have Justin Fields, freaky numbers in terms of, of, uh, of 40 time. Obviously can make some freaky throws, but how do you evaluate him after his pro day?
6: I thought I would put him up there as kind of 1B. If, if you're going to say that Zach Wilson was 1A in terms of the most impressive, I would say just from the pro day and taking it all into account, you know, mixed in the fact that he ran the 4 um, But 3 But I thought Justin threw the ball really well. Uh, I thought he moved around well. I thought everything was pretty crisp and clean. Uh, ironically, John Beck ran both workouts. I thought he did a really good job of scripting it. And, uh, uh, I, look, yeah, I thought Justin Fields helped himself just, just getting a chance to watch him deliver the ball there. I thought it jumped out of his hand. And having that pro day back-to-back with Mac Jones, I mean, I get it. It's a driving range. It's not, it's not the real deal. But just watching those guys throw back-to-back, I thought there was a pretty significant difference just in terms of how the ball came out
1: okay so does it does that do you think that changes Kyle shanahan and and his evaluation
6: well i i wouldn't I wouldn't speak for him you know I think obviously they have an affinity for for Mac and what he does in terms of processing and delivering the ball accurately um, I don't think that would you know would change off of a, off of a pro day other than the fact that did he did he meet the threshold um, you know for athleticism and arm strength that he wants i, I I've continued to say the same thing. It makes more sense to me for the Niners to go Trey Lance or Justin Fields there to give their offense a new dimension. But uh, if they want to continue doing what they've been doing and just try and be a little bit more efficient, um, then that then that points towards Mac.
1: Okay, so so here's here's the thing. Like we all make our decisions based upon what we've come up with, what we've been successful with, what we've struggled with, right? So Kyle, yeah. his his most success he had was Atlanta with Matt Ryan, not a great athlete, not a great arm, okay, but gr- great at processing, his and then Kirk Cousins obviously he really liked, and the guy he struggled the most with was Robert Griffin, who was crazy athletic, crazy talented, but hard to get into his system. D- 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 do you? And I don't know if it's fair or unfair. Does he see Robert Griffin in Justin Fields?
6: Well, I would also add Matt Schaub as another one they had success with who falls in line with those other you know, quarterbacks when he was with him in Houston. But, you know, RG3 was the rookie of the year. He had success. He couldn't stay healthy. And I almost think that there's a connection with, with RG3 being a reason why he would lean towards Mac Jones, not because uh, of, uh, you know, the style. To me, it's because he wants the guy that can stay out there. Jimmy G is a totally different style quarterback than Robert Griffin, but they have something in common. They can't stay on the field. Um, so he wants somebody out there that can operate the play. He's going to design it. He's going to be able to get the one-on-one that he wants from the sideline, and he needs the quarterback to be able to see the same thing he sees and then to be able to execute it. So that's kind of the theory of why you know, he looks in that direction versus what I believe is a more talented player in, in a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. So you know, that's, that's kind of the reasoning behind why they would, uh, would go in that direction.
1: Um, what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo?
6: I don't know, man. It, that's a tricky one. I, I think let's let's wait and see how everything plays out in Houston. I don't know that that's something that gets done before the draft. You know what would happen with Deshaun Watson? I could see, you know, once there's some clarity on all the the stuff that's going on there, maybe that's after the draft that uh, um, they make a trade and, and maybe that's a landing spot for Jimmy in in the short term. Uh, why why the Houstons would go or why Houston Texans would look for their next guy? So. Uh, that would be a landing spot. I know if people have kind of poo-pooed New England as, as an option there. Yeah, uh, I, you know, the Jets are a team that if they take Zach Wilson, as we all expect, you look at the rest of their quarterbacks on their roster. They don't have a veteran or anybody with any experience. That might make some sense for the Jets uh, to bring over Jimmy, where he could maybe even start a couple games if you needed him to early on until Zach's ready. If nothing else, you have somebody with a lot of experience to to be behind him to help him out.
1: What what is I mean, the Houston thing is crazy. We went from game of chicken, he won't play for them, to there's no way anybody else trades for him. What do you do if you're Houston?
6: I think it's a waiting game. You know, you kind of see how this gets resolved. It it will, you know, one way or the other, um, it it will get resolved. Uh, We'll see through the legal system or through a settlement or however they end up getting to that point. But eventually it will get resolved. And then you have to see and wait and see what the league does and what they say. Um, but I think you're in a, in a holding pattern right now. I, I still think when it's when it, when it does get to that point, when it does get resolved, that he will get traded. Somebody will do it.
1: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Daniel Jeremiah is our guest. I'm, I'm thinking that's what Car- the Carolinas plan is. Wait it out.
6: Well, I thought that was part of Miami's plan, too, where Miami – you know, had kind of a hard deadline basically with this year's draft because they had the extra picks this year and then ended up trading down and ended up collecting more picks in the future. So now they're not beholden to that deadline. Uh, They could wait this out until the summer and then, and then make a trade with all the future picks they have uh, to, to come up with a deal for Deshaun Watson. So I think they have positioned themselves to play the long game here as well.
1: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. All right. So there's, there's Kyle Pitts. What about the wide receivers? How do you how do you evaluate these wide receivers as there's a there's a a list of them and they're pretty talented um, in terms of guys that will make an immediate and a long term impact?
6: Well, I think we've seen over the last couple of years, a lot of these guys are are uh, are able to jump right in and have an impact because the NFL is making it easier on them in terms of the offense that's being run and find a way to just get the ball in their hands, simplify some things. Uh, you know, golly, look at the impact that Justin Jefferson had last year. You can go the year before with, with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. Uh, but when I look at this year's group, Jamar Chase is the best of the bunch. He steps in right away. I think he has, you know, immediate, immediate impact. And I'd say the same for the two Alabama guys with uh, Devontae Smith and Jalen And Waddle being the deep guy and, and Devontae being a high-volume guy, you know, just a bunch of catches. And then after that, I think, you know, you've got a group of about four or five guys, and we'll see who ends up popping immediately. But between Kadarius Toney and Terrace Marshall, who we saw today, both those guys one at Florida, one at LSU. Um, those guys are going to go mid to late one, early two. Um, and it, it, provided they get in the right situation, I think you see those guys um, make an impact. And then I would say Elijah Moore from Ole Miss right behind them is a, is a day-one slot who's going to be ready to go. Receivers ain't a problem, man. Receivers aren't going to be a problem in the, the draft for the next, for, you know, for the next t- decade. It's just we just pumping them out year after year. Every college is chucking it.
1: Yeah, you've got to find the right ones, though, right? Because up until last year, a lot of them have been busts.
6: Yeah, but I think when you look at the last, I'd say the last two to three years, it's been the hit rate's been much higher. Um, and I think that's because the NFL has evolved into into the RPO world that the college game has become. So it's it's made it a lot a lot easier of a transition uh, than it used to be.
1: Do you like what Arizona's doing?
6: Are you gonna break down the Colt McCoy signing? Is that what we're thinking?
1: Or, no, I'm I'm like AJ a, a. Green, like they're kind of an older roster, they're oh. kinda of getting some older parts. Like I don't I don't love that.
6: Yeah, I don't love that either. I, I, I get you want to put some veteran guys around your young quarterback, um, but these are, you know, these are third contract guys, not second contract guys. So, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I, sometimes those guys can be progress stoppers for some of your young players. Uh, so, you know, I, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not fully in love with that. I'm okay with taking one here or there, but they've added, they've added several now.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering that one just strikes me as as super 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 curious, right? Uh, what about Sammy Watkins, one year at six million? Is that the big wide receiver that Lamar Jackson needs to go next level?
6: Um, I, no, I don't think that's gonna that's gonna dramatically alter or change things there. Uh, I, I think it gives him another piece, but you know, Sammy's a not been able to stay healthy, and B is not as dynamic as he was when he was coming out, and just because of the injuries that he through. So I think he's a part of the puzzle, but I don't think that's the difference making piece that you're hoping to get as a you know, a pure number one big time target.
1: DJ, great stuff man. Really appreciate it. Padre season is upon us. Uh, you may have yourself a good couple months or you may be disappointed. I can't promise anything.
6: No, it's okay. I'm going Friday night, pal. I'll send you a text.
1: How many people are they let in?
6: I think it's twenty percent. So about eight to 10 grand, maybe it's my dream, man. I get easy in, easy out, taking a ball game, no lines. It's great.
1: You know, the seat you need to get since you're big time now, um, at Petco, next to the dugout, there's a couple of seats where you can literally kind of interact with the dugout. When Matt Holliday with the Cardinals, we used to go there every year and sit there right next to him. Guys come up, give my son like bubble gum, whatever, he's super little. Wow. Those are the seats that you need. you need. You are big now. You need to st- make, politely ask for those seats, and I'm sure you'll get them.
6: Now, I'll tell you what, if I can ever tap into that sweet, sweet NCAA attorney money that you're into, I'm on those seats. i tell you that right now.
1: Uh, it's not what it used to be, and I will, we'll talk about that off air. Daniel Jeremiah, DJ, thanks so much, bro. See
6: you, man.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3
0: p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming!
1: necessary. VoIP prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day this time of the Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. We uh, we try and get you something from one of the other radio or TV shows on Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports Radio. We call and it. And now. <laughs>
4: what, does the Fox
1: what does the Fox say? Brought to you by NHTSA. When a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings. And if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Even if you don't see a train stop, trains can't brought to you by NITSA. This was Vernon Davis on the herd talking about the Niners looking to upgrade their quarterback position.
2: When you have a quarterback and he's always getting hurt, I'm not I'm not saying he's always getting hurt, but he's uh the team has been counting on Jimmy G. They 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 needed him last year, you know, they needed him the year before that. And he hasn't been able to do it. So if I'm the general manager, yeah, I'm gonna go out and find another another quarterback because we need that competition. You know, we need we need to see. We don't know. We don't know if Jimmy's going to get hurt this year. So in order for us to win games, we have to put ourselves in the best uh, best situation possible. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm not against John Lynch and, and the 49ers organization going out and getting and finding another quarterback because, you know, this, this it's a business, and, and they're trying to win games, and they can't really rely on Jimmy G um, to stay healthy. I mean, we, we don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's all about health. I just don't. You know, I know other people do. Um but I I I also think that that um you know, I I just to me I think that it's also it also has to be about has to be about his level of performance. You know, that's really what it com- kind of comes down to. So, uh, when I look at it, I'm thinking the, the injuries are the, easy, are the easy explanation. Hey, we love Jimmy. He's just not ever healthy. And that, you know, two of the three years he's been there, he hadn't been healthy. The year he was, they went to a Super Bowl and they led in the Super Bowl. But the more important thing was they handled He threw the ball eight times in the NFC Championship game and he couldn't come through for them in the clutch in the Super Bowl. And he, it wasn't like he was having a great year before he got hurt last year. I think that without any question, the injuries are allowing them Um, kind of an out, if you will, it's a lot like, um, the pandemic, you know, it's a lot like the pandemic, the pandemic has allowed lots of businesses to cut people that they previously wanted to cut. Only now they could sit there and go like, well, you know, it was the pandemic. So we had to make some furloughs and some cutbacks like, no, they were all these things were going to happen anyway. I think they were frustrated with Jimmy. He gets hurt again. You know, two times in three years, and it it's the easy out for them. That's what the Fox said.
4: Ah! What does the Fox say? Uh,
1: th- there there was also this Shannon Sharp on Undisputed on reports that LeBron is recruiting Steph Curry to L.A. Take a listen.
2: I just think that Steph is going to be one of these superstars that stay like the old guard. Um. I mean, but we never thought LeBron would move like he did Kevin Durant. And we've seen all the super, the major players, the superstars of today, with the exception of Steph and Giannis currently skipped, have left, have moved on. So to say never, I won't say that, but I think it's highly unlikely. But I would love, can you imagine? Instead of that would be KCP running off those screens, Mm. that would be Steph, Chef Steph Curry. Mm. Cook it up, championships.
1: I think it's I think I think there's a, a comical thing there, on the on our TV side, right? You have, you had Nick Wright say that the the Nets are only adding guys to try and beat LeBron. Like you have to form a super team to beat LeBron. Like, what the hell do you think LeBron came to try to form with Anthony Davis, right? Or in Miami or in Cleveland? Like, teams are just trying to be the best team, trying to find the the best players to be the best team. If if you think you can get it, you go for it. Just like I don't think LeBron is would be admitting anything like this team was inferior to try and like if you can establish a relationship with Steph and Steph wants to get to LA and he wants to make it happen, by all means. I think more of superstars who want to share than ones that want solely the the spotlight. I also think though that there's there there's going to be a discussion here about what the Warriors do. I love Clay. I don't know what he looks like coming back off an ACL and an Achilles tendon tear. I, I don't. And by the time he comes back and he's right, is there another run in the Warriors or did they just create that one kind of magical run? That, that, that's, that's the question there. And that's what the Fox said. Be
4: sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
1: Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.